All right, welcome to Ghost Town. I'm going to get right into it. Without hesitation. How about that everyday poetry fo poetry for the people with Sandy Gertz? It's own kind of punk rock. Speaking of which, I've been playing you a lot of punk rock and post-punk and new wave, classic alternative, however you want to put it, indie rock of the late 70s, early to mid-80s. And uh, I'm going to take a little... Uh, I'm going to take a little different path here moving forward, at least for a little while, indefinitely, and uh, get more into the uh, the roots of punk rock, the uh, the prequel era, if you will, often called garage rock of the 1960s, or garage punk, however you will. And uh, it was a raw and energetic style of the music, and it was most notable in the United States and Canada, so we're going to be playing a lot of U.S. artists. How about that for a change in Ghost Town? Um... And uh, definitely characterized by chord structures with electric guitars and uh, distorted through a fuzz box. Um, you know, not the most polished sound on the uh, the final recordings, more like demo style and uh, kind of a DIY approach. Uh, some subgenres, uh, actually really pre and post surf rock had a lot of influence on this, uh, the West Coast sounds. Um, the Beatles, British Invasion in 64 played a big part but uh i think more originally it was the touring r&b acts that went into the suburbs that influenced a lot of these kids to start their own band and uh yeah they made it their own i'm gonna take you through a journey here through the next several episodes of ghost town and uh, we're gonna do it by region i'm taking you to the pacific northwest to start off with today this is a band that was formed in boise idaho and then they made their way to uh, the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon in 64 uh, and had a real breakthrough hit in 1965. And here it is coming at you right now. Paul Revere and the Raiders. You're in Ghost Town, WRFN, LP Pasquo, Radio Free Nashville. I'm Creepy Steve. Yeah, yeah. town because of other Sam's deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess my good loving done lost its appeal. Because when I come back, I heard the bad, bad news. They say our big romance has been getting abused. I'll tell my truth. Don't lie to me. Step, 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 step it on me I got ways of finding out And even step it on me But do me dirt and I'll give you a piece of my mind I told you once, I told you twice Stop your cutting around the ass, I'll put you on ice I'm telling you, baby, what I want you to do Stop your messing around, I'm gonna step on you Him back your hand. Yeah. Then I'll call the preacher, tell her why I stay home. <laughs> I guess you're the kind of woman that's just bound around. I'll tell my truth. Now don't lie to me. Have you been step, 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 step,
ABC uh, TV stars from the action show. Why don't you fellows introduce yourselves? It's Paul Revere right here. Good morning. This is Mark Lindsay right here, I think. It's me, hi. Hi, it's Harper, hi, hi. What, what are you trying to accomplish in, uh, in, in the music world? Uh, just entertain. That's, that's the sole uh, purpose, I think, is... Uh, money doesn't mean anything? Of course, but what, what could be greater than uh, making money doing what you love to do? What are your impressions of teenagers? What do I mean, my impression? Do you like, do you like teenagers? What sure, do you think of the teenagers? Sure. Yeah, they're wild. Great. If it wasn't for teenagers, would we be here? I was a teenager. Not very long ago, either, by golly. And I think teenagers are... Girl teenagers are really... are better than... Well, I can't say they're better than boy they teenagers. Really I like them better. I, I like teenagers better than adults. But you're an adult. Why? <laughs> Smitty, why, why do you like teenagers better than adults? Finish that. That's right. Oh, I... I they're more for fun than serious, destructive things. They know what they like, and they do what they like. And then they're hung up by uh, all the all society, and they, even though they have to do certain things, but I think they're, they're, they'll be friendlier than, uh, than, the, than the atmosphere that their parents were uh, brought up in. Just like me, the second single 
from Paul Revere and the Raiders, released in 1965. Also in there, you heard the first single, Stepping Out, from 65 as well. Paul Revere and the Raiders, getting into some garage rock, some proto-punk here in Ghost Town. And I've got another artist for you here after these guys. I'll carry you through the next uh, good part of this hour with with Paul Revere and the Raiders, and then i got another guest lined up, also from the Pacific Northwest, also a huge pioneer of garage rock and really the punk rock scene. It's all arguable, people, but I welcome it. Hit me up, Ghost Town with Creepy Steve, Facebook, Instagram. Let me know how wrong I am. Also, creepystevegt at gmail.com. Coming at you from 66, it's the Sonics Kicks. You found the answer on that magic carpet right last night But when you wake up in the morning The world still gets you uptight Well, there's nothing better you ain't tried To fill the emptiness inside But when you come back down, girl Still ain't feeling right Don't it seem like it's just Harder to find And all your kids ain't bringing You peace of mind Before you find out it's too late Girl, you better get straight No, but not with kicks You just need help, girl Well, you think you're gonna find yourself A little piece of paradise But it ain't happened yet Better think twice Don't you see no matter what you do You'll never run away from you And if you keep on running You'll have to pay the price And don't it seem like kids just keep getting harder to find And all your kids ain't bringing you peace of mind Before you find out it's too late Girl, you better get straight No, you don't need kicks To help you face the world each day That world goes nowhere I'm gonna help you find yourself another way It's just keep getting hot Oh, you don't need all kicks, Get straight and Don't it seem like kids just keep getting harder oh, to you find don't And need all your kids
Revere and the Raiders right there for you. You heard a couple of singles. That was Kicks and uh, the B-Side just now, Shake It Up. That was from 1966. Get your kicks in 66, sure enough. Again, this band, Paul Revere and the Raiders, was formed in Boise, Idaho, originally by Paul Revere Dick, who uh, was the uh, organist and founder. And then they relocated to Portland um, after he returned from serving in the armed forces. This was in 1962. And I said, yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess in his early 20s, uh, Revere owned several restaurants in Idaho, and he first met singer Mark Lindsay while picking up hamburger buns from the bakery where Lindsay worked. And uh, Lindsay joined Revere's band in 58, and they were originally called the Downbeats. Uh, they changed the name to Paul Revere and the Raiders in 1960 on the eve of their first release with Gardena Records. Um, they did not hit it big on Gardena. It was later when they signed to Columbia did they have their, uh, their landmark release. And, uh, yeah, that was stepping out. Let's see what, you know what, I'll just leave it at that for now. There's a lot to talk about here as far as their origins. I got a lot of songs to play, so I'll just cut back into it after this message and a few more tracks here in Ghost Town. What are you going to do when it's all over, when the bubble breaks? Huh? When the bubble breaks, what are you going to do, pal? When your horse is old and dead, what are you going to do then, boy? Uh... Uh, sit around and count my money. He's, he's saving no, enough I, money to buy a golden horse. Yeah, I, well, most everybody in the group is, uh, has uh, good business managers. We're investing our money and whatnot, and uh, just there's no limit. You, everybody can do whatever they want to do, you know. I like to write songs and paint, and I think I'd like to do some of the, the things that I've never had time to do, uh, as far as uh, as artists concerned, creating things, and just lead a happy life. Because I, if I'm secure, then I can. This is Bob Berry with Paul Revere and the Raiders reporting for TV6. Will you just kiss me to know what I'm all about? Well, there's something that you do you can't figure out. Well, now you want to know what moves my soul and what ticks inside of my brain. Got this need I just can't control And it's uh, driving me insane Can't take it Tasty baby and sweet as wine. Just into the world that I wanna own someday. With a special place up high, we can stay alone. You and me. Girl, I'm gonna have it all someday if you just hang on to my hand. I break some rules along the way, girl, you, you gotta understand It's my way of getting what I want now, cause I'm hungry Yes, I'm hungry for those good things, baby I'm hungry to and through Well, I'm hungry for that sweet life, baby A real fine girl like you I can almost taste it now Oh, it's sweet as wine 
thing, good thing, good thing. That's Paul Revere and the Raiders. Also in there, the great airplane strike in Hungary. Three singles from 1966 from the band. Originally out of Boise, Idaho. Moved to Portland, Oregon. And got pretty big for the time. Um, Let's see where we left off here. By the summer of 1962, when Revere returned from his service, um, he and Lindsay were working together again in Oregon. And uh, this was with a version of the Raiders that featured Mike Smitty Smith on drums. And he would spend... uh, two extended periods with this band also around this time k-i-s-n dj roger hart who was producing teen dances he was looking for a band to hire for these dances and uh he had a apparently had a casual conversation with a bank teller who told him about a band called paul revere something and uh, he ended up hiring the band for one of his teen dances and soon afterward became the band's manager and it was hart who suggested they record louie louie which they did in 62 um, and then I apparently Hart paid them $50 to do so. He produced the song and placed it on his um, Sandy label. And this ultimately attracted the attention of Columbia Records. And according to Lindsay, the, the lead vocalist, the Raiders were a bunch of white bread kids doing their best to sound black. And he said, we got signed to Columbia on the strength of sounding like this. And then uh, whether the Raiders or the Kingsmen recorded Louie Louie for the first time or you know f- recorded it first is not certain. However... Um, both groups apparently recorded it in the same studio in Portland, Oregon, and this is in, uh, actually in 63, I said 62. It's tough to keep up with these years, you know? And uh, by then, the Raiders included Revere, Lindsey Smith, guitarist Drake Levin, and bassist Mike Doc Holliday, who was replaced in early 65 by Phil Volk. These guys, a couple of the members experienced situations where they had to run off to serve in the military, so it made it quite challenging for the band, but they persevered as Raiders would. And I've got an interview here with vocalist Mark Lindsay, and then uh, some more Paul Revere and the Raiders on the way. You're in Ghost Town, Radio Free Nashville. What do you like most about your fans? Uh, when we're performing for them, they seem to like uh, really get away from whatever they're worried about, really get into what we're trying to give them. In other words, they, uh, you know, if they're if they're that caught up in it and enjoying it that much, then it must be a great thing. Yeah, that's. All right, on, on the flip side of the ledger, what, what makes you most unhappy? What do they do that bothers you? Uh, well, when they, like, scream and chase you, that's fun. It's a fun game. But when they catch you and grasp and tear and rip, then uh, the game isn't fun anymore. <laughs> I, I have been in a couple of those scrambles with some other friends of mine, and uh, I know what you mean. Let, let's talk a little bit about girls, because yeah, they are interested in you. You are interested in them. What's the ideal girl? Is there such a thing? Uh, it would be hard to say what my ideal girl is because uh, every person has something about them you like, some individual characteristics. She may be blonde or uh, brunette or, or short or tall. Uh, there's something about each person that you pick out and you say, hey, I, I dig that person for that. Not, you know, not, not say, well, she's got to be 5'6", blonde hair, blue eyes. Do you date girls who are, um, let's say, singers or dancers or jugglers or just uh, regular folks? Well, I don't have uh, an awful lot of time to date because we're so busy, but I, I take out as many, uh, I guess, so-called fans as I do people in the business because whoever you happen to meet, if you have an opportunity to take them out, it's, you know, strike when the iron's hot. Oh, if, so you, if you were planning the evening out, where would you go? What would you do? Uh, typical date? Uh, I like to go to the movies, but we never get a chance. Or maybe go to a club and listen to some music. And mostly, I think... Because I'm around people so much, I'd just like to maybe go for a long drive and just like get away from everything and spend some time with that one person. 
make up your mind I won't share your loving with another man And if you see things my way Could you let me know today But if you decide it's him I'll change my plans So now you got yourself a baby Three 1967 hits from Paul Revere and the Raiders. That was Peace of Mind. You also heard Him or Me, What's It Gonna Be, and Ups and Downs. I've got one more track from 67 from these guys for you right after this interview with vocalist Mark Lindsay. 
Urine goes down. Uh, you mentioned driving, and I know this is kind of a sore subject. You bought a very expensive automobile not too long ago. What was it? It was a Maserati. I say was. Well, it still kind of is. Give me the history of that car. Uh, uh, well, Elizabeth Taylor originally owned it. Eddie Fisher drove it for a while. Uh, Sam Cooke had the car. Then I got it. Uh, and what happened to it? Uh, well, uh, I... Well, briefly, I ran over a bunch of junk on the freeway, cut a tire, although I didn't know I'd cut a tire. I was, like, on a corner, and I blew a tire, spun out, hit a pole, and, uh, wow. <laughs> what, what, did, uh, what did that car cost originally? Uh, about $12,500. And what is the car worth right now? Oh, $12,000, What are you going to use for wheels now? Uh, I'm getting a custom-made sports car, I think, uh, a little uh, one-of-a-kind thing. Are you wear interesting clothes? Jerry Lynn Stapleton commented on that once in an article I read. Uh, do you design your own clothes? Uh, right now I'm getting tired of what's hanging on the rack in stores, and, uh, and I am, yeah, designing my own clothes. What would you most like to do? Do you have a secret ambition? Yep. Uh, I'd like to take two years off, go to Europe and learn about people, but right now, uh, something I want to do a long time next month, I'm going to go skydiving. <clears throat> I wish you all kinds of good luck. Thank uh, you. I'll be there cheering you on, but not joining you.
Don't Take It So Hard, 1968, Paul Revere and the Raiders, also in their Rain, Sleet, Snow. I like that one. That's from 67. It has some uh, early hip-hop ring, ringings, if you will, with me. I don't know. Proto-punk, early hip-hop. You could say, you could find that in, in doo-woppy stuff if you really try. But, you know, these early bands, they uh, they definitely wrangled in uh, the R&B influence along with rockabilly, and I think it was a nice combination um, you know, it provided the energy that was needed and, uh, just changed, changed the direction of rock and roll music at that time. And, uh, I, I definitely will argue to the end that this was the early influence of punk rock as we know it, the first wave of it anyways, the mid, uh, mid late seventies, UK, New York, all of it. Here's another interview with Mark Lindsay, the vocalist of Paul Revere and the Raiders, a couple more tracks for you on the way. And then we're going to get into the next guest. Also coming from the Northwest, mid-60s. Ooh, I'm excited. You think these guys are energetic? Just wait. Coming at you. Ghost Town, this is Radio Free Nashville. I'm Creepy Steve. Most frequently asked these days is, uh, you cut your hair, but you didn't really. Now, what was the story uh, there? If Kick sold a million, you said, will you cut your hair? I said, yes, I'll cut my hair, but I didn't say I'd cut it off. So, there's minus three inches. You've got the rest of it there. All right, now, this, this is the next subject at hand. If you'll hold on to that, I have a pen here. Would you be kind enough to autograph that lock of hair for our winner and uh, give her your best wishes, whatever thoughts come across? Uh, wash it uh, three times a week. <laughs> uh, use lots of uh, good air conditioner and so that it doesn't dry out. All right, now what are you going to write on there? What do you normally write when somebody asks you for an autograph? Uh, well, their name usually and my name. All right, if you will, we'll give you the name of the winner. Write your inscription on there, and I'll ask you to describe the other members of the group while you're finished writing, okay? Okay. Describe for me in uh, one or two words, uh, Smitty. Smitty, uh, turning gears, plotting. All right, uh, Fang. Bouncy and a blinding smile. Harpo. Uh, anxious to please, happy. Paul Revere. Greedy and sharp enough to know what he wants. All right, and the last one. Mark Lindsay, describe yourself. Uh, uh, from here to here, everywhere. I don't even know yet. I'm still searching. Hi. <laughs> what can I say?
excuse me, my name is Mark Lindsay, and I just had a... I,
we'll let that fade slowly here. Cinderella Sunshine. That's Paul Revere and the Raiders. Wrapping up with them. Hope you enjoyed. That was from 68. You also heard too much talk and don't take it so hard. I think I... Yeah. Yeah. I covered it. I covered all the songs I played. All right, cool. We're moving on to the next band here. I'm excited. These guys are a little harder edged. Formed in 1960 in Tacoma, Washington. Washington. <laughs> Who says it that way? Stop it. Their aggressive, hard-edged sound has absolutely been a major influence on, on punk, garage, hard rock music worldwide. And um, their catalog is based around simple chord progressions, and they often perform with a speed and tonal aggression that was not often seen or heard in that time, which is why they are often considered pioneer. pioneer I can't do it today. <laughs> they are often considered pioneers for punk rock. This is their first track coming out of 1965, The Sonics with The Witch. You're in Ghost Town.
That's the Sonics out of Tacoma, Washington. You heard uh, their first three singles from 1965, also in there, Psycho and The Witch. And also in that same year, they recorded their debut album, Here Are the Sonics. And uh, this was uh, this was put out on uh, Norton Records. No, I'm sorry, re-released in 1999 on Norton Records. I read that wrong. And 65 was put out on Etiquette and... The personnel at that time, they'd gone through several changes leading up to this point. But you had Jerry Rosley there, organ piano and lead vocals. Andy Papira, bass guitar. Larry Papira, his brother on lead guitar, also vocals. And uh, Rob Lind, saxophone, vocals, harmonica. And Bob Bennett on drums. But they went through a lot of changes personnel-wise through the times. Um, here's a little interview of uh, it's Buck Ormsby of the band The Whalers out of that area who actually hit before the Sonics. They just didn't have as much notoriety for the long haul, but uh, they had a big influence on the Sonics. They helped them kind of get in to the scene, and then the Sonics really took off. Uh, Here's an interview with uh, lead vocalist and guitarist Jerry Rosley, and then more Sonics on the way, WRFN LP Pasquo, Radio Free Nashville. You're in Ghost Town. You guys quit the energy into rock and roll. I mean, the real hardcore energy in 60, 64, 65, before a lot of other people were doing it to that extreme. Mm-hmm. Is that what you felt like when you were, I mean, when you were making that music that it was maybe before, you know, before it's time? How do you, what do you think when you were doing that? Well, I thought we, uh, we weren't the best musicians in the world because we're pretty new at it but we had the, the feeling and we figured well we can't beat them with fancy notes and stuff so we'll just beat them with power when you 
walk through the dark Hold your head up high And don't be afraid of the dark
so I did what I should Hung my stocking on a wall, didn't get a thing at all Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Cause I didn't get nothing last year Well, stayed up late at night to see Santa Claus Right, sure enough, don't you know that boy didn't show Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Cause I didn't get nothing last year Well, tried to get a little kiss from a pretty little miss She slapped me down, said the jerk, this is cold, doesn't work Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Cause I didn't get nothing last year All right!
All right, the Sonics out of Tacoma, Washington. You just heard four singles from the year 1965. That was Cinderella. Also in there, a little Christmas song, Don't Believe in Christmas, that was featured on a uh, A and B side. The, the Whalers had a track on the B side. The Whalers out of Tacoma, not out of Jamaica. Um, just to clarify there. And uh, also Shot Down and Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Continuing on with the Sonics. Starting this new leg of proto-punk, if you will, garage rock of the mid-60s. Going to do it by region to sort of break it up and make their make it a theme, a journey, all that good stuff. Um, let's, uh, let's get into a little interview here with, uh, this is Buck Ormsby again of the Whalers interviewing Jerry Rosley of the Sonics. You're in Ghost Town. Say she's the way. You know, when I first heard you guys, you guys were playing in the garage. You know, there's several, uh, I guess, you know, genres that people put the Sonics in. You know this? I mean, you're, you're punk, you're alternative, you're garage, even sometimes metal. I mean, I've heard metal, some metal bands that have referenced you guys as being, this, you know, being their inspiration. You know, some of the songs that you've written in the early days were the witch. What inspired that? What are you, what are you getting at here, Jerry? Well, X Y is another one that moves through the How about that, uh, Psycho? She passed Lulu. Straight nine. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like the, um, the, the um, strange things that I felt like that, that's a whole new area that hasn't been explored. Everybody was singing about um, uh, bouncy, bouncy, and onions, and onions, stuff like that. But I like the, the weirder side of things, you know. Yeah. 
change The way you're walking, talking It ain't looking right so The way that you've been acting is Too far out of sight You got your head on backwards, baby Treat you right every night like no other man. That's the Sonics coming from 1966. Also, you heard, you got your head on backwards, buddy. And interestingly enough, their first two singles, The Witch and Psycho, which were originally released in 65, were re-released in 66, arguably with a little more oomph to them. So I'm going to give you those right now. Here in Ghost Town, it's the Sonics. Cause she's the witch 
There you have it, the 1966 version of Psycho, also The Witch, both originally recorded and released in 1965 and then put back out with a different recording in 66. And I'm going to say that those sounded a lot muddier than the first two. I was just uh, discussing with the colonel, who's now up here at the station, um, that uh, I think they may have thought the first, the original recordings in 65 were a little too clean, maybe. Even though they weren't, maybe they just were above or below the standards of the Sonics at that time, trying to have that that punk rock edge. I can't help but say that. It's really difficult to talk around the punk rock link these guys had. What's going on, fella? You want to see? No? No. He's not ready to talk. <laughs> but maybe he will be by his show on Thursday. Hold the funk 6 to 8 p.m. and have Blues Will Travel following up from 8 to 9. Yes, yes. Tune in. we got a lot of great shows. Matt the Proud Man will be here at the top, bringing you RFN Weekend. Always a good soundtrack for the Sunday. 
more Sonics on the way from 67. We're, we're hopping into 67 now. After another quick bit from Buck Ormsby of the Whalers interviewing Jerry Rosely, vocalist, guitar player of the Sonics. Here you go. Radio Free Nashville, you're in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. What inspired the Shangri-La? Well, I like blondes. I happened to mention that blonde, blonde hair and stuff. And she was good looking. She was good looking. Guns were working. Don't be afraid of the dark. There's another dark side. The devil. He's waiting. Oh, that's the devil music right there. I'll tell you what. Yeah. yeah. He, he helped us a lot on that one. He did. Somebody knows what you have done about your carrying on and are having fun. No, but I mean, you know, it's very powerful. You know, and the, and the simplicity of it. But, you know, the magic thing about that was the way it was sung, the way you presented it. And uh, I think all that had to do with, uh, you know, not only Larry on guitar and the power of your band, but, you know, your voice. You know, I could go two miles away and hear your voice, and I know that Jerry was. You stayed out late.
Getting a little more psychedelic there in 1967, wrapping up with the Sonics. Hope you enjoyed. They're uh, they're incredible. They paved the way for so much and so many. And uh, they just had that heavier sound at a time where it was kind of new. I think it would have been cool to be alive then as a teenager and have that perspective where it sort of shifted overnight. Smack, you know, smack to the face kind of uh, awareness, realization. Those guys are out of Tacoma, Washington, and uh, also in the Seattle-Tacoma era, area. They were preceded by a band called the Whalers, who uh, they were all buddies, and you know, eventually, you know, they shared bills together, you know, shared the stage, whatever you want to say. Um, but the Whalers did help them get into the scene musically, socially, and I'm gonna play you a couple tracks from them from 1965. This is uh, this one's called Hang Up. And uh, I've got some uh, some more for you on the way from another band I'm going to go ahead and throw in here after the Whalers. Carry it to the top for RFN Weekend. All right, Radio Free Nashville. I'm Creepy Steve. You're in Ghost Town.
That does it for the Whalers right there. Two tracks for you from 1965, Out of Our Tree and Hang Up. They're from Tacoma, Washington, sharing the same market with the Sonics at the same time. It must have been a fun time in uh, that area of the U.S., of the world. I've got some time left before RFN Weekend. I'm going to play you... uh, I'm going to start with the first side of the 13th Floor Elevators release, the psychedelic sounds of the 13th Floor Elevators from 1966. Rocky Erickson and the gang coming at you. You're in Ghost Town, Radio Free Nashville.
psychedelic sounds of the 13th floor elevators i'm gonna let this play on have a great sunday i'm creepy steve we'll see you next week Flashing into mine